Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast Holiday Edition. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Hey. He's here, kind of, hey. sort of. We're here. Well, you know what? I don't think people realize how just devoted we are to this cause. Yeah. It is Christmas Eve morning at 10.33 a.m., we have a loaded day. Both of our or both of our families are doing stuff, we think, or something. I don't know. We're told to be places at certain times. Uh, the Lions are playing. We got a lot of stuff going on. Mike's looking at his phone. Something happened. Something's on fire. Who died? Yeah, someone was on fire. Oh, this seriously? Guy, this guy like lit himself on fire and then jumped in a pond. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. I thought I thought it was more sports related, but it's fine. It's not, no. Um. It's Twitter related. Ah, okay. It's great. It's Twix. X. Twix. It's Twix. Oh, is it Twix? It's Twix now. Oh. I don't know. It's, I think it's X, but I just I combine them. Oh, okay. Um, loaded show for you guys. As always, once again, we're previewing the college football playoff. Um, we're about a week out from there. We obviously didn't want to do it next week because we want to give you guys some time to digest on that. So we're going to hit that pretty hard today. Uh, we got some AEW news and notes. We're going to be previewing. Uh, what is, is it just World's End or at World's End? World's End. World's End. Okay. World's End um, and some other news and notes coming your way, though, Mike. But let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the game um, that we don't care about as much, I guess, question mark. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, the Texas Longhorns mm-hmm. against the Washington Huskies. They're Huskies, right? That's what they are, right? Yes. Washington Huskies. Okay. Um, the 2-3 matchup. And, you know, I think this is the game that I don't think enough people are probably talking about, obviously due to the amount of sex appeal that you have with the Alabama-Michigan game. Um, but talk to me originally first when you heard the matchup, Mike, and then also kind of what what is sticking out to you in this matchup? Because I, I think this is going to be an interesting one because you've got two pretty high-powered offenses, mm-hmm. you know, in Washington and Texas. But the defenses, I think both are kind of a question mark at times. Um, you know, I think I think Texas has kind of come on late. But, you know, for every one of those games, you see that game where they play Oklahoma and Rigo. I don't understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of give me your initial thoughts on the matchup when it was announced. I know we were live when that went, uh, when that went public. But then also, <laughs> um, you know, kind of what sticks out to you just right away from this matchup between Texas and Washington. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Michael Penix, Michael Penix, Michael Penix. Yeah, pretty much, this, right? This yeah, this is like, a statement game for him. For yeah, sure. this this feels like the Michael Penix yeah. game, mm-hmm. if there ever is going to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, these semifinal games always have the quarterbacks yeah. really show off. Indiana He's, fans, you can plug your ears now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, last year you had that fifty-one forty-five. Honestly, both games. Yeah, were, we're really like, good. We're really quarterback good. Quarterback yeah. heavy, down Absolutely. to the wire games. Yeah. Um, most of the championship games are very like evenly fought outside last year. Yeah, right. But like they're relatively evenly fought defensive mm-hmm. battles. Mm-hmm. Um, these these semifinals really feel like all right. If you have the better quarterback and you have an air raid quarterback, yeah, Joe Burrows of the world, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence's of the world, yep. like you're gonna you're gonna do well. Yeah, and I think this is the game where mm-hmm. Michael Penix can be like, yeah, I'm a top five quarterback. 
Yeah, right, right, here. I, right. And I and I think that's so important because I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Where I feel like this is a game where you know because Washington beat Oregon the first time, right? And you're like, okay, right. And then they come back again, beat them there, and everyone's like, all right, well, you know, I, I guess I think a lot of people thought you know Oregon was going to take it, so it was a statement game. I don't think Penix played phenomenal. I thought he was solid, right? Nothing mm-hmm. like crazy. I think this is a game though where everyone's going to be watching you. Right where it's like okay, Texas is resurging. Right from a college football standpoint, they're hoping Texas wins because they're the bigger brand. Mm-hmm. But to your point, though, this is a time where Michael Penix can go and say, "Yeah, Caleb Williams, I get it. Drake May, I get it. But don't forget about me." Right, because what's going to happen is, to your point uh, a couple weeks ago, there's going to be a team, you know, maybe your Seattle Seahawks, for instance, that are not going to be high up in the draft to take a Drake May to yeah. take a. Uh, um, I'm nuts. Uh, Caleb, I just said, Williams. Caleb Williams. Thank you. Um, but after that, who is that third quarterback? Right? Is it Bo Nix? Is it you know JJ McCarthy? Is it whoever? Right? Yeah, it's it, probably Jaden Daniels. Maybe but, right? Could be Jaden Daniels. But, right? Winner of the Heisman. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of thought there. But I think if Penix comes out and balls out, if they win against Texas and then play even if even if they don't win, but play a competitive game against Michigan or Alabama, whoever comes out of there. You're looking at Michael Penix going, hey, look, man. I go, I, you know, I played at Washington, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and I made it look good, um, and I was at Indiana and I looked pretty damn good too. You know, I just there was no talent around me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is definitely a statement for them um, from the Texas side, right? This is a little bit of a foreign territory for Texas over the long haul here, um, kind of making a resurgence under Steve Sarkeesian. Um, talk to me about the Texas side a little bit, Mike. What is their path to victory, in your opinion, right? Um, what What is it? Is it Ewers just playing out of his mind? Is it Stark just having a great day like he did in that national championship game a few years ago with Alabama? What is it for you that, you know, you think, okay, if Texas does this, they're getting that dub? Um, They have to stop Michael Penix. Yeah. I think this game lives or dies by Michael Penix. Really? Okay. Yeah. You don't like, think I, Quinn Ewers has nothing? Think, not really. I no. mean, I don't think Washington's defense is very good. It's not. So I think they'll move the ball and yeah. do stuff against them. Right. But the, that's kind of the point why I think Michael Penix is such the X factor. Mm-hmm. It's because I think no matter what, Texas And their receivers, too. They have some yeah, and they, stud yeah, receivers. Yeah, they have two or three absolute studs at receiver over yeah. there. So I think, I mean, I think Texas... You can just lock them in for 28, 31 points, I right. feel like. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. like, they're just Washington's defense. It's just, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so when you say that, it's like, all right, Washington, you're going to have to get to there. Right. And right. Texas' defense is pretty solid. Yeah. So it's, you have to get there. So right. it's really, can you stop Michael Pettit? Can, can you make this not into a shootout? Right. It's right. really what it comes down to. Because if you told me the score is. 24-21, yeah. I could be like, so probably Washington. Oh, really? Okay. But if it gets into, oh, no, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Texas, it would be right? Texas. Yeah, yeah. And then, but if you're like, yeah, the score's 45-42, I go, probably Washington because they got the ball ass. Right, And, right. and Penix was crazy. Yeah. So I think it really just depends on um, really Michael Penix and if he can keep up because yeah. I don't think Washington's defense mm-hmm. is going to make a lot of stops. Right. Right. Yeah, and, I, and you know, and looking at it from the Texas side, right, I think they come out their most dominating victory of the year, right? They go into that Big 12 championship. They beat up Oklahoma State. Not that Oklahoma State was a great team, but it was definitely a statement win, right? Scoring their first five possessions or whatever it was, came out, dominated, got the easy win, right? Mm. 
Um, so they're they're feeling pretty good about themselves. And they've already beaten Alabama, right? Which you could say arguably right now is one of the top two wins that all four of these teams may have, right? Yeah. Depending on how you view Ohio State and Oregon in your in your rankings. So all those things combined and you go, man, really, it's, it's lining up well for Texas. They're, I think they're getting hot at the right time. You know, Washington feels like it was a situation of, all right, we beat Oregon, and then we had a whole bunch of really subpar performances where we just escaped, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that was the reason, you know, for that line against Oregon. But then they come out and they beat Oregon again. So it's like I'm having a difficult time reading this Washington team because they've played down to opponents, but they also have played up, Mm -hmm. right, against opponents. So I'm, I'm having a difficult time kind of, you know, reading this. At the end of it all, though, Give me a score. Who is going to that national championship game to play the winner of Michigan and Bama? Yeah, I I think Texas wins. Okay, I think they are. After all that talk about Michael Penix, well, and so my thing is, yeah. I I don't think Michael Penix gets it done. Okay, I I, I put a lot on Michael Penix, but yeah. I don't think Michael Penix is yeah. like Joe Burrow s where he's no. just going to put up seven touchdowns against them. So I think it's going to be. Um, Texas in like a it's solid twenty eight twenty four. All right, so in Texas it is. All right, yeah. I, I you know I think I'll take Washington. I just think that they just. I think it's one of those deals where maybe they get out to a big lead early. You know, a fourteen seventeen point lead because the way I look at Washington it is, gets to yeah, a lead early, and here's why: because I think Washington came out against Oregon right and jumped on them quick. Mm-hmm. Right now, Oregon made its way back. Right, but I think that Oregon's offense was more explosive than Texas's is, mm. right? So I think that in that situation, I'm going, okay, maybe there's a chance where if, if, if Washington gets up early, right, where it's like, okay, they get the ball, they go down, they score. They, they only need to get one or two stops, and I think they're like, all right, we're confident in our offense to just ride this out. I do think they're somewhat balanced, right? I do think they, ha- I think they're getting healthy at the right time, and I think Penix is going to be the best player on the field. Yeah, so that's interesting because I think Texas is a lot more explosive. Yeah, see, I think, well, here's the thing. I don't, I'm not, a, the the Quinn Ewers thing, I don't necessarily, I don't know how I feel about him just yet. I didn't mm-hmm. love Bo Nix either, but the proof was kind of in the pudding at that point. Um, Home Bo Nix. Right, true. But, you know, I just looked at it and I go, okay, if they can just get a couple stops early, mm-hmm. right, I, I think that Texas could be in trouble. I don't I don't necessarily see, you know, I know their the run game's okay and, Ewers is fine. I'm also kind of banking a little bit on the Sark factor. I don't really know how I feel about Steve Sarkeesian as a head coach or as mm-hmm. a play caller. I feel like he's very, like, he's very hot and cold. Like, when they, uh, the year that Devontae Smith's last year where they won the national yeah. title, he schemed up spots yeah. for, for, for Devontae uh, Smith to just own people, right? That was, like, the best version of that offense I'd ever seen, right? But then there's also times where you go, what the hell's happening in some of these games? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I looked at Oregon. Yeah. And the reason why I shot the line was minus nine and a half. That was crazy. Was because Oregon starts terribly yeah, at right. big games. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, when you play, like, Colorado. Yeah, You score right. 20. Uh, everyone does. <laughs> Unanswered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, when they played Washington the first time, mm-hmm. they were down 14-17 right. and had to come back at Washington and yeah. then made it competitive and made it probably mm-hmm. one of the best regular season college football games of the year. Right. To the sense of, I figured, I was like, okay, that's probably going to happen in this Pac-12 championship mm-hmm. game. Which it is, did. Which it did, which yep. they were down 21-3, to three, yep. and Oregon had to fight and crawl their way back to be, take a lead to then just lose the lead right after. Right. Um, Texas starts off really hot yeah. all the time. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that I feel like... So I think they're going to start off... Yeah. Like, Washington usually gets to that high lead right. and then loses the lead. Right. I think Texas is just going to... 
match. Well, here's the thing, right? That's and maybe so. The way I look at it is if 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 Washington gets the ball first, they go down the field and score. And if they can't, if Texas can't immediately match it, right? Mm-hmm. Even if the rest of the game they don't go without punting, I think Washington's willing. I think Washington is more than willing to go. We will go in a shootout with you. Oh no, that's you know yeah, what I mean. Washington wants so that's what I'm saying. Out. So in that sense, where it's like, all right, if we can just get that second score, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, whatever, as long as we've got a little bit of a gap and we are forced to keep the gas on, to your point, we got 21 to 3. Every college football team, every NFL team, to the frustration of every fan across the country, immediately goes, what? Into prevent, stupid mode, and offensive play calling, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, yeah, we're up by four, we're up by 28. All right, well, we're just going to run the ball and go three and out, three and out, three and out, and hope to God our defense doesn't ever let up a big play, which always happens every game. Ever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I think if you're forcing Washington to go, no, no, you need to have the foot on the gas the entire time. I think that's a that's a risky proposition for Texas. So I don't know. Should be an interesting one. Um, let's let's talk about the the main event in our in a lot of our fans' minds, the Michigan Alabama game. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about Michigan's reaction to Alabama getting in there. We all saw that. Um, everyone's talking talking mad shit about it, which I get to a certain extent. I think it was a little bit surprising that Alabama got in just based on, you know, historical, you know, precedence. Um, but anyway, but you know, it is what it is. You got the one, four matchup. I think this is one of the most competitive one, four matchups in college, in the college football playoff pretty much ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at this, you know, you look at Bama, you look at Michigan, you go, okay. Like if these teams were flipped, I'd be even go, all right. You know what I mean? Like you just, you kind of get it. Yeah. Um, Talk to me just on your initial thoughts on this game, you know, going in. Because I don't think Michigan fans are super – let me rephrase that. Some are because no matter what the situation is, they're going to be. But I don't think Michigan fans are necessarily walking in like they did last year against TCU and thinking, oh, we've got this in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that lends itself to the fact that maybe Michigan actually shows up and plays – or if it's going to be a situation where we just get dog walked. I'm very concerned about this game. And I, I like, because I just don't know what version of this team we're going to see, right? Like, yeah. it, I, I just don't know. Are we going to see them where they come out and they play good against Ohio State and, mm-hmm. you know, or against Penn State? Or are they going to come out and, you know, be flat and have to play from behind the whole time? Yeah, my, my worry is, and it's not even that they're going to play flat, is yeah. I don't think this Michigan team is as good as they were the last two years. Yeah, I think they're better than the first time they beat Ohio State. Maybe be just just based on who you have and who's that quarterback. Yeah, maybe, but I, I definitely not last year. I think last year's team was like the best possible team you could have had. I think this year's offensive yeah. line is not good. Yeah. I know, I know they can move the ball against Penn State. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. Um, Penn State obviously is so good. Yeah. So let's hold that back. I mean, but their defense is. This, yeah, this, their, their defense offense is, fine. is just so it, anemic that yeah, it kills them. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Against this Alabama front, I think, I think they're going to get their ass shown a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um. Well, they did against Penn State right in that yeah. first half. And listen, they did against Penn State, and yeah. they kind of did against Ohio State, but they were just able to kind of survive it. Yeah. But that that pass rush that Alabama mm-hmm. can bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah, for but. sure. And you're missing Zach Center, right? He's mm-hmm. out, right, for the, because of the broken leg and all that good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be really hyper focused on Sharon Moore for this game because mm-hmm. I do not think you can come out in this game and immediately go, "Oh, we're just gonna run the ball for 27 times." Yeah. I, I don't think that I don't is think the recipe for success. You can't play conservative here, and I'm. 
furthermore intrigued on the usage of J.J. McCarthy's legs because I think that is something that bit them in the ass last year where they they were afraid to go into that well until late into that game against TCU last year, mm-hmm. and it all of a sudden, like, oh, man, we're moving the ball really well. No shit, because you're using the other part of him. Um, I, I, I'm I really hoping that they leverage that early and often yep. because I think more so everyone's going to key on Blake Quorum. Donovan Edwards has not had a great season. He's just not seeing the field the mm-hmm. way you would hope it would. Um, so you know Blake's going to start. I think they're going to key on Corum, but I think more importantly, I think you have to get J.J. on the move. You're going to have to get him running. You're going to have to get these design QB runs. Even if the read options, fine. Make them pick. You have a extremely explosive athlete at quarterback. It's something you haven't had since Jim Harbaugh got here. You need to use that. This needs to be the empty the gun game for them. Mm-hmm. They need to throw everything they can at. And I'm not saying this is not an Alabama defense of old, right? Where you've got 15 first round picks on the other side, but it's still a Nick Saban defense and they're still very good. And mm-hmm. they're it's full of five stars and all that other shit, but they really need to come out guns ablaze in like, yeah everything's on fire. They need to play like they're 14 down the whole game. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the only way that they're going to be able to consistently put up points. Now let's flip that script and talk about the Alabama offense defense. You know, Milrow playing out of his mind right now after being benched, coming back. He's playing really well. I think conversely, if Michigan can force him to stay in the pocket and throw the football, I think they've got a decent chance of, containing mm-hmm. the offense. They're not going to stop them cold, you know, cold turkey. Yeah. But I think that you're going to limit explosive plays if you keep Milrow in the pocket and 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 with and, and kind of corral him in those quarterback run situations. Or just the scramble drill, nothing's open, yeah. and then let him go be an athlete, and then all of a sudden he's 25 yards downfield. Yeah, I'm interested in the Jalen Milrow effect. Yeah. Because he gives me off, like, Lamar and Baltimore effect. Yeah. Where when teams play him that don't normally play him or right. play that style of quarterback a lot, right. which Michigan hasn't played a mobile quarterback really this year outside right. of, I guess, Talia Tungavailoa. I yeah. guess. I guess, yeah. But, like, every great. other quarterback is a pocket-sitting-and-duck quarterback, yeah. and you can get to that. Yep. I'm interested if first time seeing such a mobile quarterback, mm-hmm. if that's going to mess up a lot of things early on. Right. Maybe, right. obviously, halftime adjustments and things right. like that, you mm-hmm. can adjust and figure out how to really contain him. In the second half, I specifically think he should be contained. Yeah. But I wonder if that first, like, two or three drives. I know, right? It's like, like, oh, it's like third and eight and a first down like, because like we the, didn't contain. Like the Lions against Baltimore this right. year, where it's like those first, like, two drives, they yeah. just walked right down the field. It's like mm-hmm. you can – they adjusted, and it was, mm-hmm. like, relatively kind of working to contain right. him. Right. But at that point, you were down 21-0 yeah, exactly. already, and you're yeah. kind of out of it. Yeah. It's like if Jalen Milrow, those first two or three drives, are just walking down the field because right. it's third and seven. Right. Oh, he breaks contain and runs for a first down. Yeah. All right, it's, you know, second. Oh, he breaks contain and gets yeah. again. And it's like, man, now they have to contain instead of bring the pass rush that they can. Yes. And now it's like, all right, now he's yeah. got 15 seconds yeah. to find Isaiah and, Bond downfield yeah. somewhere. And your and your pass rush is not as good as it has been exactly. in the past, right? But I do think I do think they stopped the run pretty darn well. I do well. think their front seven as a whole. Yeah, well, so there's more south. depth because yeah. you don't have that drop. You don't have the Ojabo, Hutchinson, whoever, and then the drop-off, mm-hmm. right? You've got just you a got whole bunch of guys. Exactly, who can kind of rotate in and out. Yeah, this matchup between Alabama's offense and Michigan's defense I think is going to be really fascinating because it's one of those deals where 
I feel like Michigan's because the way Michigan plays and it's frustrating at times. I feel like the onus is going to be on Michigan's defense to get an early stop to allow their offense to kind of get going. Michigan does not start fast in terms of no, like, you know what I mean? They're, we're going to grind the game. We're going to ball control. And listen, if, that's, if it's working and they're averaging six yards to pop, fine. I just don't think that's going to happen in and, this game. And I think that's the thing when they played Georgia two years ago. Yes. They thought they could walk in right. and be like, oh, because we're just they did that to Ohio State. Because you did to Ohio State. You did to yeah. Penn State. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, we could just walk in and do it. Yeah. And Georgia's like, no, no, no. Yeah, we're going to key on yeah. this. Yeah. We got Jalen Carter up there. We got yeah. all these guys. You're not going to do that. And yeah. I was like, shit. And we got to go to a pass game that we haven't. Right. That that we we don't have a quarterback that can do that. Do that. Yeah. yeah. And JJ can. I think other. Big concern I have for Michigan yeah. is hashtag turnover McCarthy. Yeah, I'm I very worried yeah. that you're going to get in that third, fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, there's the interception. Yeah, Because he yeah. does it in every yeah. big game. Yeah. He turns the ball over. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, did he did he turn over against Ohio State? Maybe not. Maybe no. not this year. Yeah. Last year he did, like the, the second time they he did. He, yeah. Who did he turn it over against? Ohio, like he had a big interception. In I the, thought in the it was against game. TCU. I well, know he, well, he had that. one. Yeah. He had like yeah. two or three yeah. against yeah. TCU. Yeah. That was bad. But like every, all these like big games where it's like, oh, something's coming out against Michigan State, and Ohio State. The yeah. first year he was there, he yeah. had those big fumbles mm-hmm. that cost yes. them games. You know what I mean? Like, yep. All right, didn't cost him the Ohio State, cost him the Michigan State game because mm-hmm. you were going to run out the clock. But it's like it's stuff like that where I go right when you don't. Well, need he's it. he's got the Stafford effect, right? Where it's like I've got the arm talent, I can fit it in that window. And you go, no, you can't. Yeah. That's not possible to get it in that window, mm-hmm. right? I, I agree with you. I'm, but I think the thing about that is right is that you cannot get him in that situation where it's like, oh, I'm pressing, right? The mm-hmm. defense can't allow 17 unanswered. You know what I'm saying? We can't get into that situation. Michigan is going to have to is going to have to be. Balls to the wall, attacking from the from the onset because that's how Bama's going to come in, right? I, if Bama wants to take an eighteen play drive to go score, I'm going to take that as a win for Michigan because you have to. The other matchup that I'm interested in is Michigan's receivers versus the secondary of Bama because I don't love our Michigan receiving core. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they garner separation on their own very well. Mm-hmm. I think they're schemed open. But I don't think that they have a single guy on this team that goes, oh, he can just get open on his own. Yeah, you know I think what I'm saying? the best thing for that is yeah. Roman Wilson. Right, right. But, 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 he but here's the thing. Great, You're I'm, saying it. Yeah. So what the hell is Nick Saban doing? Exactly. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I don't think any of the other receivers. I don't think Cornelius right. can. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think Samaj Morgan. Like, even like a Loveland who struggled really badly the last couple games. I, I just – that's an interesting matchup for me because – if you are unable to get open for him, you're going to force JJ to have to make those type of throws where you go, oh boy, you know what I mean? Like that's not, you know, I'm hoping that because this game is coming this year and not last year, that McCarthy's got, you know, you've got however many more games of experience, you've seen a lot more coverages, that it's not going to come out of nowhere where you're, you're they're going to give you something where you go, I've never seen that before because I've yeah. only started eight games, right? You've got almost two full seasons under your belt, you know, you're undefeated in the regular season, mm-hmm. right? Now is the time to play big boy ball, right? Yeah. It's it's time, you know? Yeah, my only worry with McCarthy is he's never played against the SEC yeah. style defense. No, that's true. He and, hasn't. and that's some fast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he there. played in that second half against that Georgia game when the game was over. Already, yeah, when all the backups yeah. are in, when yeah. it's down 20. But um, like, they, and then last year, you played TCU, which obviously. Right. 
didn't play well against Georgia's. Mm-hmm. So no. it's like one of those things where I, I, I'm interested to see what he does yeah. when it's like nine, right. five-star kids out there on defense just oh, yeah. falling out. What, what is the, you know, if Michigan loses this game, mm-hmm. what does that mean for the future of the program, right? We were hearing rumors already that Michigan's given Harbaugh a 10-year, 100-some million-dollar deal with some with some notes in there saying, hey, don't go to the NFL. fucking sign. If you're going to sign, be here, yeah. right? Um, I've also seen a report. How credible this is, I don't know. That if Mich- if if Harbaugh were to leave, that Brian Kelly would be interested in coming to Michigan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Um, I don't know if they're going to pay him what LSU paid him, but nonetheless. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's getting to the point where, and I don't, and I don't want this to be misinterpreted. I love the fact that we're able to be the guys, the team that's going, oh, the Big Ten runs through Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. We firmly established that now, right? You win three in a row. That's pretty much established. Yeah. Um, but you're going to have a drop-off next year. I think it's inevitable, right? You're losing a lot of talent. You know, all the the people that you've been sitting and relying on, you know, mm-hmm. especially number two and number nine. So those two guys alone, you lose next year. That's a, that's a, that's a blow, right? That's a big blow to everything that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Having to break in a new quarterback. And it's not a guarantee that they're just going to come in, waltz in, and win the Big Ten next year. I don't think, especially with everybody else that's rejoining mm-hmm. the Big Ten. This feels kind of like a year where with all the news and everything else that goes around it, it kind of feels like you kind of got to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And I don't necessarily know if that's fair, but that's kind of where I'm at, where it's like, listen, we get it. You, you, you know, you bitch slapped Ohio State a couple years now. Great. That was the first hurdle. This is the next one. This is the part where you now have to go beat a good team and then go to the national title game and beat another good team mm-hmm. in order to get this done. Is that kind of where your mindset is? Or am I, am I off base? Where, where are you at with kind of the state of the program in terms of where Michigan's at? Yeah, I'm not 100% there. I do yeah. think this is their easiest road that they'll have yeah. remaining. Like, I don't think next, like, the years in the future are going to be much easier necessarily. Right. Win one game and you're there. Yeah, like, win one game and you're there. Yep. Obviously, you're going to have the 12-team playoff next year. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think even with their losses and stuff, do I think that they can still make the playoffs mm-hmm. in a 12-team Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely, yes. yes. Uh, clearly, But yes. then, like, asking you to go through, you know, Yep. Missouri, right. and then Georgia to right. play Florida State to then play Alabama to right. go win a championship is much harder than going, oh, yeah, beat Alabama, then beat Texas. Right. Like, so I think in terms of, like, your team, yeah, the path, the path yeah. it's probably the easiest. But yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's like, oh, if they don't get done this year, they're not going to get done. Because I do yeah. think the team's upcoming with the recruiting they're doing, mm-hmm. I think can Oh yeah, Compete. yeah. I'm not. I'm not it's saying just, that we're going to all of a sudden fall year. to seven and six, right? Like that's not what I'm yeah. saying. But I'm just worried that here's the deal, right? For as long as both of us have been alive, for the most part, this is the most talented quarterback we've ever had in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I and I'll tell you this right now: if he wins a national title game, he's the best, he's the best Michigan quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. He may already be there. Quite yeah. frankly, he really might be. So. I don't want to waste this opportunity and say, hey, look, like, let's get it done. Be yeah. the best player on the mother effing field. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I hope that because they're going in, I get it, they're the number one team who gives a shit. This has to be a game where they have to come out and be like, like they played Ohio State two years ago, mm-hmm. where they come in and they go, no, it's not happening, right? You've been there. You've done it. It's, it's our time. I don't care what has to happen. They have to get this done mm-hmm. because we're getting to that point now where 
it's like, okay, great. We, we can, you know, you're competitive and, and taking care of Ohio State. You're winning the Big Ten. That's fantastic. Good for you. Awesome. But at some point, that's got to mean more mm-hmm. than just the Big Ten championship. I love Bo Schembechler. Great coach. Never won jack shit at Michigan besides Big Ten titles, right? So it's like, at some point, winning the Big Ten has to be the expectation and then winning the college football playoff is like, yeah, that's the thing where it's like we need to be in it every single year. That's where Saban's at. That's where Kirby Smart is at. It's, oh, we won the SEC. Well, that's great. Congratulations. What else you got? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't even make merch for that anymore for Alabama, you know? It's you got to get it done, and, and you got to get one of these out. of Just get it out of the way. If, if they win a national title, Harbaugh can go and we do whatever, and no one's going to care for the next 20 years because, like, hey, we won it. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's an interesting kind of time for Michigan because it's kind of one of those deals where it's like, are you going to be a team that's going to be a, a national championship type caliber program, or are you just going to be a really good program? Yeah, which one is it? Mm-hmm. Right, you know, it's going to be interesting. Give me a score. Um, let's see. So, okay, I'm going to preface this by saying this is a hundred percent Homer mentality. Attaboy. because. I'm going to bet Michigan to okay. win. Okay. So I can't come on the show and say, <laughs> and Alabama, say Alabama. Even though I kind of deep down think Alabama will win. I do too. I, like, I, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bet Alabama. Like, I'm going to bet Michigan. Right. So I'm going right. to give my prediction. Right. Yeah, you're going to put I'm, your money where your mouth is. Exactly, literally. Literally. Yeah. And the spread is like two and a half at least for Michigan. Maybe it's one and a half is, now. So I, I got to make it at least. It can't be fired far. So I got I got to make it at least a three-point game. To do you know, make do it you know what the sense. spread is for Washington, Oregon? Or Washington, Four, four and a half, Texas. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. So if Michigan, I, I'll give it like a 31-28 Michigan. All right. That's the most, that is the most uns, like the most Uncom- I've been we've been doing the show for five years, and Mike Merkel usually even in games where he knows he's got no shot of winning. Mm-hmm. Clemson LSU is a perfect example. Clemson LSU is a perfect yeah, example where you're like, listen, Trevor Lawrence undefeated, <laughs> can't stop him. Oh, it's over at half. Oh boy, all right. Um, uh, it wasn't over at half. It was over in the third quarter. <laughs> That's where the downfall. TCU happened. last year. Okay, I just tried to make a case for TCU because no funny. one was giving a case for TCU, and rightfully so. But yes. anyway, um, we try to have different opinions yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm. But I'm acknowledging 100. Like this is the game. I would say don't 100 take my word if you're a gambling person. Yeah, because I know a couple people out there who yeah. listen to the show who texted me after the like, Ohio the State hell? game because I was like giving some picks yeah. and they were like, oh, that all of this came true. I was like, well, you know, it's well, yeah. hard. <laughs> right. So I'm telling you right now, don't base your bet on this one yeah. because I'm I'm picking Michigan because I'm betting Michigan. Right. So Michigan yeah. minus two and a half. I will I'll be pick taking. Michigan just on blind faith. I yes. don't have, here's the thing. I don't think they match well against Bama. I don't think I, they I, do I, either. I, I think it was the worst. I would have rather played Texas. I would have rather played Washington. Than I would have rather played. Yeah, yeah honestly, I mean, like anybody like, else. Like we were all, yeah, it deep down in the yeah. deepest stankest of our heart, we're rooting for Georgia. Oh yeah, because if Georgia won, yeah. you're playing Washington. Right. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, as much and, and listen, I want them to win because if nothing else, it shuts Alabama's fan base up. Because I think Alabama, I think Alabama fans think this is a game's already over. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent think that. I think that on the other side of the world. South Down south, us. south of us. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to coordinate here, you know, where you know everybody knows everybody and everybody. My best friend, mm-hmm. um, all them Bamalamas. I think they think that this game's already over. Yeah, because and this is something that Jim Harbaugh has to do. Harbaugh has to win this game because it proves he's like, 
Har- Jim Harbaugh is a very, very, very good football coach. He's one of the top, I would say, probably five to six coaches in the entire country. Mm-hmm. You've got to go in as the number one team in the country and get this win. Yeah, Do it. Get it done. I don't care what has to happen. I don't care if it's the flukiest of fluke. I don't give a shit. Just get it done. Yeah. Because then it's like, all right, you got there. He got us back to where we should be. And it's all about finishing that. In the words of Cody Rhodes, finish the story, Jim. No, he's never finished finish that story. story. <laughs> hey, we're almost there. Three months away, buddy. Don't I, I don't know anymore. Shut up. I Get out of here. Get out of here. We'll talk about it here in a second. But all right. I'm not confident. That's our matchup. We got Michigan, Texas. <laughs> In the national championship game. Or we'll Michigan, talk about Washington, that. whoever you want. Yeah, just as long as Michigan gear. I don't care at that point. Just, you know, figure it out. <laughs> um, all right, let's shift focus a little bit here. Um, let's. I do want to hit on the line real brief, uh, and then we'll get to AEW stuff and get out of here. Um, and if I'm missing something, please remind me. But um, we're not talking, obviously, Lions performance or anything like that. We'll hopefully talk about that next week, uh, depending on kind of the results of this game that you guys are going to be watching before you even hear this. Um, but a new uh, a rumor came out this week, Mike, about one rumor. Benjamin Button Johnson, um, the offensive coordinator for your Detroit Lions, your Detroit Lions, <laughs> where... I do root for them. <laughs> yeah, you would be right. <laughs> um, where there's a rumor out there that Ben Johnson has told people or that the that the that it's been floated out there that he wants 15 million smackaroos to be a team's next head coach, which would put him in the top five with team, with people like Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, and I'm sure somebody else is up there. Um, and now since that report has come out by one Josiah Anderson, it has also been refuted by management of Mr. Ben Johnson. His agent came out and said this is completely untrue, but we're going to talk about it anyway because it's fun. Um, first off, Mike, do you think this is at least somewhat accurate that there is a, a bit of a mandate where I think Ben Johnson knows right now that his shit don't stink. So it's like, yeah, he kind of can pick and choose. Right. I, I mean, I do think there is some validity to the story. I don't necessarily know. I think 50 million is a bit high, but yeah. I could be, he'd be like, I want to be the top 10 paid head coach. In the yeah. League. Yeah. I think, I think when everyone is, and this could go for any job anywhere yeah. and anything when everyone is like, oh, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Like Every, is, everybody universal is like, oh, Ben Johnson. Even when awesome. he's calling a shit game against Chicago, everyone's like, yeah. oh, Ben Johnson. Everyone's like, but like, look, like yeah. he could have 15 terrible play calls in a row. Yeah. Like every, the worst. So the Chicago game. Calls. Got it. Yeah. yeah it's Chicago <laughs> game. But then he has that one that he schemes over for Jameson yeah. Williams where he's wide open. Yeah. Just because he's fast and faster than everyone else. <laughs> and he goes, oh my God, look how awesome he is. Pay him as much money as he wants. Greatest coach ever. Yeah. And I go, guys, like calm it down, calm it down a little bit. Yeah. He's he's very good. Yeah, but like he I've is, also seen some other awesome coordinators who don't get paid that much. Yeah, as a head coach. Right. So like everybody does. So so does. for for context, right? A first time head coach getting that getting their first contract, right? It's around five million dollars a year, yeah, roughly generally. what's been estimated. So he's basically saying, I want at least double, if not triple, that because I've I've seen like the Robert Salos of the world have like a daunting defense to the point where it was like, you can't do anything on them. Right. And they still and, lose. And they still lose. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, they don't do anything. Right. And he doesn't get paid that much. Right. D'Amico Ryan's the same. Like there are a lot of coordinators mm-hmm. who are like, this guy is the greatest thing I've ever seen in the world. Yeah. Don't get paid that much. Yeah, exactly. So oh, no. it's, it's just an interesting time. Right. Because, and here's the deal, right? To his defense, he did withdraw his name last year. Lions gave him a big raise. I am speculating 
This is pure speculation by one Robin Dyka here. Not this is not any sort of official word. I'm speculating the Lions are paying him, if not as the highest paid coordinator in football, but probably pretty high up there to the point where he's probably getting that three, four, five million dollar a year salary right now. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that I can understand where you go, okay, he got a significant raise to come back. He wanted to come back. He took his name out of the out of the running last year. And their offense is still, for the most part, humming along just fine. So all of those things combined, I don't necessarily think that this is out of the realm of possibility. I think he's looking at some of these jobs too, Mike, like the Carolina Panthers who have, uh, are, have basically been openly rumored to be like, oh, we're definitely going to make a run at Ben Johnson again just for, you know, if you're Ben Johnson, you better pay me top five money. Otherwise, I'm going to go and ruin all of my positive stock that I've had for the last two years by taking a shit Carolina Panther job for the worst ownership in football. You know what I mean? I think it's very, very, very likely that he's like, I got to set this high watermark because everyone's going to, you know, everyone's telling me I'm the greatest and that's fine. But if I'm going to leave Detroit, a place where everyone loves me. I don't have to be the head coach. It's not on me at the end of the day. It's on Dan Campbell to get this shit right. If my offense is producing, no one's going to care if we win or lose because I'm I'm doing great. I, I'm still going to get paid like a head coach anyway. If I'm going to leave that security, I better be getting compensated for that, right? Um, let me ask you this. Based on everything that we're kind of hearing and kind of setting the stage here, do you think Ben Johnson leaves? Uh, yeah. Okay. I imagine he does. I think there's enough attractive jobs out there that are either going to be opened up or already opened up where it's like, I could pick one of these. Yeah. If they pay me the money that I want, maybe that's 15 million. But like, if they're in that like 10 million, $9 million range or something. Right. And it's like, that's a good job. Like, like, like if the chargers right now were like, here's $10 million. Right. He's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. just some jobs I think he's just... I don't know, man. The more I look at that Chargers job, as much as you have... Like, and we talked about this off-air. If you have a franchise quarterback, you have a chance in this league, right? It just is what it is. Um, I'm very interested to see what the Chargers do because that salary cap right now is looking mighty rough for yeah. your Los Angeles Chargers. You have a lot of people you're paying that I don't think you want to be paying anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a lot of guys that you're like, eh. you're definitely at the end of a window that wasn't really a window than you are not yeah. i guess um but it'll be interesting for sure. i just i just think it's fascinating right where it's like okay you know and the implications from a lion's perspective are pretty big because if he leaves there's a chance he's taking some staff with him right mm-hmm. tanner Ekstrand, the passing game coordinator i'm assuming is the guy that's being groomed to take over if ben johnson leaves what if he takes him with him right and oh you want to be the oc with me or blah blah mm-hmm. blah 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 like you know, there's some things there that could happen because of it. Ray Agnew could be the new GM somewhere. He's our assistant GM. There's a lot of people in this Lions organization right now that are being actively looked at and recruited by other franchises, which is a very, very weird thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Now, is Aaron Glenn going to get looked at? Hard pass. Okay. No. And if he does, I'll go, oh, no. <laughs> and here, here's the thing for Can Aaron Glenn. we put Glenn, the quarterback right? spy up to, yet? To get... To get to, to defend Aaron Glenn a little bit, just a little bit, right? Uh-huh. I will say this. I do think they make adjustments, which is something that we have not seen in years past. Even the great Terrell Austin, who had like one season where he was awesome and then was awful ever yeah. since then. I do think they make adjustments. I think the issue is for it, – it, let's put it this way. Let's look at the Lions offense for just a second. You've got your quarterback. You've got a double-headed monster 
in in Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. You've got a top five receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. You have a top three tight end in Sam Laporta. You have one of the top two offensive lines in football when healthy. You've got Jamison Williams. You've got a lot of really, really good things going for you. A lot of pieces that I can actively pick out, right, Mm -hmm. on their offense. Defensively, can you do the same? Um, not really. No, you can't. Well, okay, we got Aiden Hutchinson. I'll even give you, hey, we've got Aleem McNeil. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And then you've got John Kaminsky. <sighs> the whatever's left of Le'Veon Zarike. <sighs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, Charles Harris. Oh, he's a healthy scratch again. Cool, right? Linebacker. Okay, Alex Anzalone, playing pretty damn well, right? Mm-hmm. Jack Campbell, maybe you can get there, right? Derek Barnes. Mm-hmm. I see flashes. Secondary. Cam Sutton. Awesome. Sure. After that. It's like us playing corner out there. Uh-huh. It's it's a dis- Jerry Jacobs. Oh boy, right? Mm-hmm. Like yikes. You know, safety wise, Tracy Walker has to start. Oh boy, maybe let's just start Ify Melifondo instead. There's just not the same level of talent or investment yeah. into the defense so far mm-hmm. that we do in the offense. So if you had the star power and you had the level of consistency of this offense, well, Aaron Glenn would be a head coach. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a head coach last year, but you know they just didn't get. So it's like. I don't think Aaron Glenn's a bad football coach. I think he's the the cupboard is not nearly as fruitful as it is for Ben Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is is that Aaron Glenn's and the scheme does not always leverage itself to the fact that you have subpar talent at very important yeah, positions. I, I was, you don't have a second corner on this roster right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you could have, like, the Niners roster, and sometimes yeah. right. when they play, like, Baltimore, I right. just go, whatever you're scheming up, yeah. even with awesome talent, yeah. I don't think would work sometimes. Exactly, exactly. So, and like, it's, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's, like, a 50-50 And it's an split. offensive league, too, yeah. right? So you're going to get the benefit of the doubt more, more times than anything, right? And I think it's nowhere on the onus of Brad Holmes to say, you need to get a second and third cornerback in this team. Mm-hmm. Right, you need to get a rushing partner for Aiden Hutchinson. Right, I think if you just did, if you can find a number, a true number two corner, Brian Branch is your nickel, right? A number two corner, and you can find that next guy, but after Aiden Hutchinson to be his partner, mm-hmm. you, the David Ojabo of for him. Right, I think this defense is massively looked at differently. Yeah, I think you had solid linebacker play overall, not great, but not bad, and. I think you've got decent safety play. You know, I think especially, and I think there's a low-key chance, especially if Aaron Glenn stays, that C.J. Gardner-Johnson stays, mm-hmm. at least for another year. Mm-hmm. Him with Kirby, get a pass rusher, get a second corner, all of a sudden you're like, okay, now this team, it's similar, like that's what Emmanuel Mosley was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, all of a sudden it changes the outlook a little bit. But right now you're just like, well, we're just... Gripping, ripping it, and seeing what happens. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is, it is kind of what it is. All right, let's shift focus here. Let's talk some AEW news and notes. Um, we've got World's End coming up, Mike, as well. But before we get there, I do want to talk a little bit um, about finishing up our conversation we had from last week about AEW television. I, I just wanted to make a couple things clear. Um, number one, nobody wants AEW to go out of business. Nobody thinks AEW is going to go out of business. I'm just very concerned mm-hmm. that AEW is in trouble because of the fact that WWE could be possibly going to Warner Brothers Discovery. That's a concern, because I don't want AEW to turn into TNA. Like, that's the worst possible thing Mm -hmm. that could happen. Um, On that same note, though, did you listen to any of Tony's press conference stuff at all from that final battle? No. Stuff? Okay. He really, 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 really just needs to stop playing the victim. 
Mm-hmm. Like I under like you've got a lot of shit that's been dealt to you that's not been fair. Like Kenny Omega getting hurt. You can't control that, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's things about CM Punk being a dick face. You can't control that. I mean, you could have a little bit, but not not to that extreme. There's things that have happened in AEW that have not been Tony Khan's fault. However, you also then can't come out here and be like, oh, everybody just hates AEW. Everybody wants to tear AEW down. I go, that's not necessarily true. The problem is, is that when you appeal to the Twitter audience for your programming, which is what you're doing as another signing, Shibata just signed with AEW. Again, I love Shibata, but he's not going to move the needle for mm-hmm. the majority of the American audience. You you can't then expect the rest of, like you can't expect growth of your audience when your only of only option is to appeal to the small minority, right? And that's where I a little bit of my concern is. Also, did you see that they're they are unifying? I think the tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, okay. I meant to tell you that. Yeah, right. Like three weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, so we, we were on. Uh, we were right then when we, I was like, I think they're combining them. Um, so does that mean New Japan Strong's is going away? It might be because that's that's the only thing I can understand with this Continental Classic thing. Which is another thing I want to bring up. Okay. I'm not confused by the premise of the Continental Classic, okay? Oh, you're confused by the premise of the Continental No, I'm not. I'm, the premise of it makes sense. Okay. The, the the point system and all that stuff. I'm digging it. Sure. I, I, I love the thought of that. I love the Bound for Glory series back when they, you know, when TNA did it, right? I like the G1. I like, I get that. Okay. What I'm confused about is what they are fighting for, okay? That's the part I'm confused by because... Let's just assume New Japan Strong is going away. Okay, that I get. Ring of Honor's not. Mm-hmm. They just introduced another championship for Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. the women's television title with what women's roster, I don't know. But you've got the Ring of Honor World Championship in this thing, and then there's going to be another new belt that they're going to unveil. So I'm confused as to what is the future of the Ring of Honor World Championship following up by, is it going away? Because then why do you have Ring of Honor still if it's not going to have a world champion mm-hmm. followed up by, wouldn't this just made more sense to say, hey, this is just going to be the new belt that we're doing and it's called the Continental Championship or whatever the fuck you want to call it? Do yeah. you have any explanation on that? Because that's the part I'm confused. I'm not confused by the premise of why we're doing it, the tournament, the mm-hmm. style, all that, cool, great. It's been great television. Mm-hmm. I'm very confused as to what they're actually fighting for and the implications of what that means. Because yeah. right now it tells me one guy's getting three belts, and I go, okay, cool, but does that mean now that they're all three champions? Are they one champion? Is it this blah, blah, blah? That's the part I'm confused by. And furthermore, it would make sense if you had two companies. Like, if Ring of Honor was going out of business, right? If you told me, hey, uh, this is going to be the last final battle, we're done. We're just going to kind of shelve it for a while, and we're going to absorb the New Japan Strong title and the Ring of Honor World Championship into this new Continental Classic or, you know, AEW Continental Championship title. That makes sense. WWE historically did the same thing with the Intercontinental. You had a unification match between the Intercontinental and the European champion at the time, Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy. RVD won, the European title went away. Then they had another match, Tommy Dreamer versus RVD for the hardcore and Intercontinental titles, and the hardcore title went away. I've seen it done. I'm just confused. Okay, I will read you the Wikipedia description of the Continental Classic. Okay. And then I will try to give you my best explanation okay. of it. Right. And if we're both still confused, we'll okay. just wait. Are for you confused a little bit at a least by bit, it? Okay. A little bit, but 
I I kind of have a I think of an idea right, of what okay. it might be. Okay, so, please help me. So, um. The Continental Classic is an ongoing round robin tournament hosted by AEW. The inaugural tournament begins, blah blah blah, yeah, and yeah. ends, blah blah blah. Okay. Yep. The winner will be crowned the inaugural AEW Continental Champion, as well as win the Ring of Honor World Champion and the sister promotion Ring of Honor and the Strong Openweight Championship of Partner Promotion New Japan. Subsequently, becoming what will be promoted as a Triple Crown Champion. Okay, so they're technically winning. The AEW Continental Championship, which yes. they newly which is going to be a new, new belt. A new and belt. When you see them walk yes, out. Yes, I agree. Yep, so agreed. Yep, I've okay. seen that. Yep, that made sense. Okay, but then they also, by de facto, when they win the tournament, also become the the strong champion and, and the, the Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor champion. champion. Okay, so it's it's, it's becoming will be promoted as a Triple Crown champion. Okay, but as we know, okay, so it's technically though still. Three different lineages mm-hmm. for three different belts. They're just going to be it's, all okay. one. Okay, because the Eddie way Kingston put up both, both his titles, titles right. to make the tournament more prestigious, yeah. and the winner altogether was right. going to win a championship. All, yeah, right. So now the winner just gets all three belts. Okay. Like, okay. it's like, I think the best way is like FTR holding all the belts yes. is what this is going to look like. Okay, okay. So that makes more sense to me then in the sense that, because it was very confusing. Yes. Because I, I thought when he put them up, he goes, I'm just going to make this a new Triple Crown thing. I go... So does that mean that if so when uh Swerve Strickland wins this whole thing, right? I was like, okay, so he's going to win the Continental, the Strong and the Ring of Honor. So when he loses the Continental, does that mean he's going to lose the Ring of Honor and the Strong? Cuz that's not what I want, right? Yeah. I would prefer it like the FTR thing where it's a, hey, we're the AAA tag champs or the Ring of Honor tag champs or the blah blah blahs, but it's all three different history lineages yeah. of titles that you're defending individually, not yeah, all what this once. sounds like it's because they're going to be promoted as a triple crown champion. Which I'm okay, assuming, fine. Assuming yeah. as a triple crown, you just have all three. Yeah, and you defend all three. Yeah, see, that's feet. what I don't want. I want that to be. You can win. And, hey, I won the triple crown, the first ever Continental Classic. Going forward, though, you are defending the Ring of Honor Championship separately. Yeah, than no, you that's would. what I mean. Yeah, okay, yes, yes, then, yes, then yes. you would the strong title or the Continental yeah. Championship. Okay. That helps quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. That's that, what Wikipedia that says, at least. Right. If it's not that, I'm who confused. knows? Right. But that's what Wikipedia's word-for-word description is. Okay. So all right. I'm okay. going to base so, off all that. Right. So we're, we're rolling there a little bit, which is exciting. I'm Listen, I, I love the fact that there are stakes. I think that's awesome. There has to be stakes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm and you're getting some phenomenal matches out of this Continental really Classic. Are. You really are. You're really you know what awesome. I mean? And it's buying you some time, I think, more than anything with the whole MJF stuff. So all things considered, I, I'm digging it for sure. Um, I was just like, I still don't 100% know what we're fighting for here. Like, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I do want to ask you this, though. It's kind of a piggyback question. Is this championship necessarily, though, needed? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. I I be you know me I'm a belt guy yeah. right but like absolutely not I just think it's overkill mm-hmm. right like the you, now like, the one thing that is fun about this championship yeah. which is only going to be fun like for like a small portion of time <laughs> is whoever the champion is yeah because they're going to do the Continental Classic thing every year right whoever the champion is gets automatic bid into the Continental Classic. Yeah, that's fine. Because um, he's going to defend yeah, the belt right. through the Continental Classic every right. year. So, like, if, like, swore, like whoever your favorite, if they have it, mm-hmm. then you know they're going to be in the Continental right. Classic, which I think would be fun. The, I just, and, we, and we've, we've had discussions or arguments, depending on the slant, uh, on, on this before, where 
I don't know. So here's the thing. And, 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 and you can disagree with me here if I'm off base or if I'm being a little bombastic. So you can, you can, you can throw a flag on me if okay. need be. All right. Is it wrong of me to think that already based on match quality, Okay. okay, and the and the pool of wrestlers that have fought for this championship, this newly formed. I'm going to take the take the Ring of Honor and the strong titles away for a second. Okay, okay, like just the the AEW Continental Championship. Okay. okay, that's what the main prize is, right? Yeah. Okay, is it fair to say that based on the match quality and the pool of performers who have competed for said championship? This championship, when it's crowned as the new guy, is already going to be worth more than the AEW International Championship. Um, I think at the moment, maybe. Okay. I think there was a height yeah. when Moxley won it. Yeah. When it was like, okay, we're there. Yeah. But then Moxley got hurt. Right, and which then, is like, not, once then, again, that's then, not Tony Khan's fault. the belt kind of fell apart a little bit yeah. after that. Right. But like that match with Orange Cassidy and was Moxley, fantastic. it felt like big, t- this, big fight this, this, this yes. is a match. This is yeah. one. But when you're going through this tournament, how they're killing each other in every mm-hmm. single match, mm-hmm. they are making it feel like this constant class is everything. It's like the most important thing on planet Earth. Right. Which is awesome to feel. Yes. And really the final five is a really solid final five. It's a really solid final five. Like there's not a single bad guy. I mean, Jay White's in there just to take the fall, I'm sure. Probably. But overall though, like I would, I would kind of agree where like, if you said like Swerve Strickland comes down, he's, and he's the winner or whoever ends up. Well, here's the thing. Let's go through the five, right? So you've got Moxley. You've mm-hmm. got Swerve, you've got Jay White, you've got Andrade, and you've got... No, it's not Andrade? It's Brian and it's Eddie Bri- Kingston. Oh, it is. That's right. I'm sorry. Because the tiebreakers right. or yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Brian and Eddie, which makes sense because you want to at least give the perception that Eddie's still in it because he's put everything on the line. Yes, Okay, exactly. so Brian versus Name a Guy. Name a Guy. It's sorry, a great, Eddie. Him and Moxley again? Yeah, rematch. Right. exactly. Him and Swerve, him yes. and Jay. Yeah. Honestly, even if you put like Eddie and Moxley in there, I think yeah, that's still a really that's fun fine. match. Right, whatever the, whatever the story is, you've got five guys that have all have some sort of like, okay, yep, yeah. I'm there, yep. So all those things. 100%. I think it's to me. Yeah. So it's like, to me, I go, why was this was a situation where I feel like you could have just put the international title in place of this. You could have. And I feel like you could have just said, look, you know what I mean? Like there's been a lot of controversy around the national title, right? You know, with Moxley's injury and everything, right? Orange Cassidy's defending champion, blah, 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 blah. He's going to defend it throughout this thing. Whoever comes out of the winner, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it just feels like to me where, where we made, we created a championship in a tournament as a placeholder because we're, we're trying to get some people healthy and we're trying to get shit back to where we thought we were going to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of feels like, all right, we're going to put a lot of emphasis on it, and we're going to put our best talent possible in this situation, which is great. But by de facto, what this is doing now, though, is that says, okay, you've got the TNT title, which is all story right now, which I'm digging, yes. right? You've got the world champion in MGF, which is kind of being put on a little bit of a pause. you got the Samoa Joe thing, waiting for this devil thing to kind of yeah. rear its ugly head, right? But meanwhile... You've got a tag division that's suffering. Now, the Kenny thing really hurts it, I obviously. Saying, that, that would have yeah. been funnier no, no, if you got Of course, no, no, yes. right, right. But, and you've got this international championship that is just kind of like... Yeah. 
there. Yeah, right? I kind of look at the international championship as like the U.S. title yeah, for WWE, a little bit, yeah. where it's like it's yeah. always just kind of there. the second or third title, yes, and yes. it's never going to be the top dog except that one mm-hmm. random story yes. that's really good mm-hmm. that makes the U.S. title the best one for right. like a month. And we talked about it. I thought Orange Cassidy did a phenomenal job during that first run yeah. with it, right? Where it's like, okay, to get to that point where like, oh, it's Moxley and him for this title. It's going to main event. Oh, shit. This yeah. is a big fight feel. Obviously, Moxley getting hurt. You can't control that, right? And, you know, ever since then, I feel like we've really kind of, the wind has been taken out of its sails. Yeah. Like, I, I look at, like, the same, like, when Cena won the U.S. Oh, yeah, so you're like, oh, yeah. It's like, you have yep. that you have that two-month period mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, this means everything in the right. world. And then right after that, it dips off. Yep. I felt like that was the same thing with Orange Cassidy, where you had that, like, yeah. it was more like a 10-month thing. But, yeah. like, that entire time where it's like, yeah. oh, this means a lot. And then the second box gets I, hurt, you're like, oh, falls off a cliff. I wouldn't necessarily, uh, unless they're going to repurpose the international title to what you were saying when it was a first established where it's going to go overseas a lot more. Like, yeah. I could see a situation where, where like, Osprey comes in and wins it almost immediately. I think he, I and think then he gonna... goes and he, and he does the Rev Pro stuff and he does New Japan well, stuff. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, to fill in a little bit of that. But I do yeah. think he's going to come in and win something mm-hmm. off the bat, mm-hmm. whether it's international, mm-hmm. continental clap, whatever. I think right. he's going to win something off the bat. Um he like I don't think he's doing indies anymore though. No, really? Yeah. Oh, not at all. Because like he he has that final match with. Because I agree, I, if he won the international and just took it everywhere, mm-hmm. I think it would be like top tier. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, wrestling Michael Oko, yeah. and he said it's gonna be his last Rev Pro match. Ah, okay. So, so like I think he's kind of done doing indie stuff. I think he's just gonna be yeah. AEW and maybe New Japan big shows. Gotcha. So I but I agree with that sentiment yeah. where I right. think like he's gonna come in and win something. But I think you should make that title. More international, right? Go or, or here's the thing: go so to Japan, go just, to Rep Pro. Just if you're gonna do so, it, it feels like the international title feels like the TNA Legends Championship, mm-hmm. where it went from being the Legends title to the television title to the global title to the King of the Mountain title. Like it's like every thing possible we could do with it, right? Yeah. Now the name changes, whatever. I know it went from All Atlantic to International, to international. which is fine. Doesn't matter, yeah. But I'm just waiting for it because you're establishing another new championship and you're putting all your eggs in this basket, which, cool, great. I'm all about establishing a title. If you're going to put the put the right prestige and, and like, we're going ball. So I think they've done such a great job with the world title. Of You look at their history of world champions, you know, reigns notwithstanding. You just look at that list and you go, it's a pretty damn finite yeah. list of top talent. Yeah, it's like seven guys. Exactly. And all and you awesome. go, all right, the worst one out of that bunch is probably Hangman, right? Like, yeah. and that's saying something. So, because they've done such a good job historically of doing that, it just feels weird to me that we're just like, yeah, this international championship. Yeah, Orange has got it, but nobody gives a shit about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I'm hoping that that. that changes yeah and here's the thing i think in in a heartbeat it can because we said the same thing about the tnt championship six months ago exactly we were no, like oh this title is useless mm-hmm. why do we even have it they should put Christian it on won. collision yeah they definitely should because that's all you have yeah. right but yeah we said the same thing about that the contents of classic in six months championship mm-hmm. will say the same thing and be yeah. like why is this a title this yeah, is so stupid i, but I do like, think there is too many championships. i think there's too though. many so that's why i think the championships go up and down so much yeah. instead of just being constantly the second title right. is because it's like the yeah. TNT will be good, and then it'll drop off, like, and then international will get good. It, it's like if then, WWE came out and was like, hey, we're going to make the a television championship. I'm going to be like, why? Yeah. You, you can't you even, the keep, US, yeah, exactly. you you can't even keep the U.S. Yeah. title in interesting. We're going to we're gonna make another one. Yeah, right? the only it, reason the U.S. is interesting is because a uh, celebrity gonna, has it right now. Exactly. Everyone hates. Exactly. No, for sure. All right, let's get to uh, World's End, though. Um, let's talk about that. Um, There's a card. 
It is a card, that's for sure. It's it's a thing. We've got it. Um, we're getting so this Wednesday, right? We get the semifinals, both yeah. matches, right? Yeah. So we're gonna preview the semifinals, yeah, and then we'll get into that. Too. Okay. Um, I'm gonna make sure there's not. So Wikipedia has like slightly different matches on here. Okay. So, okay. So we're gonna play it by that. So yeah. Uh, the one difference on let's see, let me make sure it's one different. The one difference Wikipedia has. Yeah. That, they just already got Swerve winning the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they actually just put Swerve Slickman's going to be champion. Um, is they still have Big Bill and Ricky Sarsfish, Chris Jericho, and a to-be-announced for the Well, he did say he's going to find a new partner. Okay, he did? Yeah, okay. he did say that. Not, I saw that on Twitter. That's not on a cage match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say he will there. find a new partner for the match. So, so I don't know we'll who that's going to be. So there. Okay. So it's who do you think in the world it could be, and does he have any shot at winning? I have no idea who it could I mean, I think Sammy Guevara could be somebody because he's been off from the pregnancy thing. Yeah. And just had a kid, so maybe that's something. Here's the thing about wrestling, though, right? How many times have we ever gone into this? We just did this two weeks ago. It was like, okay, fill-in guy, there's no way that they win the title, and then they win the title. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, fill-in guy, like, yeah. Sammy Guevara could come in, fill-in They win the and titles, win. and you go, all right, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Um, but do you, I guess you think Chris Jericho wins the title with whoever it is. I could say yes, just because unless there's going to be some more story added on to it somewhere, right? And that's unpredictable because we don't know that. Um, I personally would have just waited or then they like, okay, Kenny's out. Maybe this week they took Jericho out and then you just had, you know, somebody else come in and, and fill that spot. Like, where's Don Callis and all those guys at? Yeah. Waiting for Osprey to come back. No over. shit, like, right? What well, so, what's I'm saying, like you know, you couldn't have had um, Takeshita and somebody yeah. take the title. Like I think the tag titles right now, that we, and we talked about it for so long of how such a great run they had with them. It really feels like right now there's a whole lot of tag teams that Tony's like, eh, I'm not really feeling that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not even gonna lie, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or yeah. not. Yeah, but like I know they had a pretty banger match. I um, I wouldn't say banger match on Rampage. <laughs> That's a hard. But like if you just threw like the Hardys in there, yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. And you turn the Hardys heel. Yeah, turn them heel. Have them win this. Hold yeah. it for a month or two, and yeah. then so you have Jericho and Kenny ready, or yeah. you have whoever you want, and yeah. then take it off. But like if you had the Hardys is in your reign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, the hardest you talk about being overlooked and we're legends and all that shit. Use it. Let's yeah. do it. Come on. So uh, I would agree with that. I, yeah. I would agree to take Jericho out and put yeah. a new person. But if Jericho's going to find a partner, I also or we could it. wait on the Hardys and then the Hardys win it at some point. And then after Edge and Christian are done having their feud and then they come back and then we have that match. And I just go to de- I, I die I listen, happy. I, I pitched that when I you were happy. like, Edge is no way going to AEW. I said, but when they do that, Edge yeah. and Christian versus Hardys match. And I said, I'd be excited about it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't you say that, I wouldn't. No, yeah, I, I know. Be. Yeah, I know you will. And be. I'm loving the few that they're doing right now. That this has been fantastic. Yeah, Christian's so funny. Oh my god! Every time he comes out, I laugh. I know. I know. And, and it's I just, really good. I just love the fact he just walked. He's just such a dick, and mm-hmm. it's so good. All right, we'll hit a few matches here yeah, yeah. that I don't think uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I won't be mean. Wow. AW- what women's title match? AEW <laughs> TBS title match: Julia Hart taking on Abaddon. Abaddon, the Abaddon. Julia Hart wins. Yeah, I can't imagine anything else happens. They're doing sky blue in her as like a thing now too. Kind of oh, digging a I'm little re- bit. I'm ready for women's tag belts too. Why the hell not? We got uh, a women's television champion. Uh, why not? I still don't understand why that's a thing. By the way, so yeah. bad. All right, Robert. Ring of Honor has six titles too many, which means they're all not necessary. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to have to help me with this one. FTW title, FTW rules match. Sure. You don't know what that is? No idea. Okay, cool. Wheeler Yuta taking on a hook. I had no idea what that I'm was. I'm guessing I was it's going to be one of those things where like they have to quit or something rather than... Yeah, I will look at the... Okay, here's... 
Oh, it's just a notes qualification match. Ah, right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I couldn't care less. The, see, this is here, here's the thing, right? These are the matches that I think even us mm-hmm. are going to have to get used to when AEW goes to twelve shows a year. Because this is 100%. a perfect example of something where, like, I would not bitch about this if this was a WWE because you're so accustomed to, all right, you're going to have a couple bangers and then you got to rest a fluff that you got to just kind of get through, right? Yeah. And if it's good, you're like, oh, that was pleasantly surprising. This is that type of match, right? Where yeah. I think because AEW so over delivers all the time on their pay per views, this is the more kind of shit you're going to start seeing. Yes. You know what 100%. I mean? So I'm not going to skewer it because it's. I mean, WWE it's, it's WWE's the exact, exact same thing, yeah, but we're just accustomed to it for the last 20 years. Um, all those things considered, I do think this match should be a match where if you want it to stick out, they need to beat the living shit out of one another. 100%. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't mind seeing Wheeler Yuta get it, but I, I don't I, see it I, I kind of lean Wheeler Yuta, too. I think he's got that little edge thing to him, and if he wins sure. something that's, I guess, kind of something, then sure. I think, once again, so so let's just go over the rest review. We've got the AEW World title, the Continental Championship coming up, the International Championship, the TNT Championship, the FTW unofficially championship, the TBS championship, the Women's World Championship, and the tag titles. And the six-mans. And the six-mans. I'm sorry. So we have nine championships in yes. AEW right now. Holy shnikes. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so that's that match. Um, AEW Women's World title match. Tony Storm taking on Riho. All right. All right. Tony She's, Storm. Uh, I feel like Rio only comes back to get world title matches and then leaves again. So, yeah, yeah, Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Tony Storm's doing some really fun stuff, though. She is. She absolutely is. She's yeah, it's really been good. Funny. It's been good. She's also really funny. All right. Miss Britt Breaker and uh, some other people, but it's fine. Yeah, they'll maybe be back one day. Sure. Just keep bitching on Twitter, baby. <laughs> You know what's funny is they're probably because Britt Baker has like an ounce of speculation she's the devil. She's probably not on TV for that reason. Oh my god! If it was Britt Baker, I would be like, and the crowd goes, <laughs> and I love Britt Baker to death. But who the f- why? That yeah. I don't know. Somebody, somebody out there, like, what if it's Jim Cornette? And I would be like, oh my god, I pissed myself. <laughs> That'd be funny. All right, another no disqualification match. Another but, one, but one we might be a little more excited. In. Okay. Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. Yep. Cope, as he likes to be called. Cope man. Copy. Copacetic. Copacetic. Not Edge. <clears throat> yeah. Not the, he's, he's still the rated R superstar, though. But he's not. But edge. he doesn't live on the edge anymore. He does not live on the edge. He lives in Copeland. Um, yeah. I could uh, see. How do, ed- we, how do we see Edge winning this? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, this is a weird one for me because in some capacity, like this, this has to be a blow off, right? Like this is the end of it, mm-hmm. right? You'd think. You'd think so. Um, I don't yeah, know. End of the, like World's End, I feel like, is a show where you're just like, all right, we'll just end things here. Yeah, right? Like, okay, this is it, right? Because um, Revolution's like two I, and a half he, months here's, away. Here's what I don't want, okay? okay? I don't want this to wind up being just a six-man tag with Sting and Darby coming out to help Edge yeah. and Kill Switch and uh, Nick Wayne. I know. I remember. I remembered his name. He's That's changed. Good. It. That's I know. good. Be, be proud of me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, you, yeah. you see how that, the, because it's no DQ, That's I can very much yeah. feel like, oh, we're just, it's just going to be a six man. Because I think that these two guys together could tell such a great story where you go, all right, like this was a, because I think it's kind of a pick em. I really do. Like, I do, I do. because like, I, you could marry, make the, okay, Christian wins. And then Edge is like, well, what the shit, right? Or whatever. There's so many different ways you could take it. I, I'll say Edge wins. I think it's weird for Edge to be the TNT champion, though, for some. It just feels like it's like, oh, you're not the, 
heavyweight champ. You're not even like the second guy. You're like the third tier belt. It's like, what? It's just so weird to me. I don't know. Because I look at the TNT title like a television championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, Edge wins. Sure. Why not? And then. Yeah. Give it to Copeland. I'm ready for Edge to be a heel, kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of done with the baby face stuff. Like, that's why I was really excited when he turned that heel a couple so years funny. ago. <laughs> you got here two months ago. You said. Just well, because it's, he's doing nothing different. Than he did uh-huh. in WWE. Yeah. It's the same character. He's just calling him by his real name. Uh-huh. So at least Christian came in as a babyface, and then at some point we got the turn, and Christian's way better as a heel than he is a babyface. I think Edge, in that similar vein, like he was on a babyface, except for like that two month spurt where he was with the Judgment Day, and that was the time where I went, yes, cool, mm-hmm. let's try it. And then it didn't go anywhere. So it's like, all right, I'm ready for Edge to be a bad guy now. Spear Sting or something. That'll get some ratings. <laughs> Yeah, he turns at Revolution in his last. Oh my match God! Can you imagine? He just spears him and spears ends him. Spears him, ends him. Good Lord! Ends his ends his career on a spear. If it's anything besides a stinger splash, scorpion death drop for the and a scorpion death lock for a win, we're over, all over, going over, over sad. Everyone else is going to be like, well, I mean, they did sting dirty on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodies him up and shit. All right. Continental Classic Championship Final Match. Dun, dun, dun. We got question marks. This has we, to be the main event, right? Uh, how much story do you think the world title is going to have? Oh, all right. I'm going against all my better judgment here. Okay. I think this match should main event. Okay. So you want to talk about it last? No, we can talk about it now, but do you, okay. do you agree with me on that? I, because of yeah. everything you've devoted to it, I feel like Listen, Samoa Joe has no chance of winning. So it's like, here's, here's what I'll say. Yeah. If the world title story, if they yeah. reveal who the devil is, yeah. it goes on last. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. fair Other fair. than that. Yeah. The consoles of And I think it should because this isn't a core four that they do it right. It's not a full gear. It's not a revolution. It's not a double or nothing or an all in. So because of that, it's a new show. Why not have it where it's like, hey, we're crowning a triple crown champion here that you've watched for the last two months. Like, that's got to be a big fucking moment for whoever this guy is. That's why I'm like, I I don't mind it going on last. I I just feel like if you. Did all this whole devil yeah, thing. Yeah, the devil the, thing comes out, and it's like midway through the card. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's like Adam Cole comes out and goes, I'm the devil. Okay, we got more matches to go. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you want to go off on that? So that's Cur- the agreed. only reason where agreed. I'm like, if this doesn't go on last, we're getting the devil reveal. Like, it, I feel like it's got to be that way. Okay, fair. But, Consoles of Classic Championship Final. So going on to Dynamite's. Yep. On Wednesday yep. is to find who we're going to have. So on the Gold League side, mm-hmm. all three people having 12 points and a three-way tie, which I was interested how they were going to do it. Yeah. And then they just, all right, we'll make it a three-way. I said, yeah. oh, okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it had to be a one-on-one. So I was yeah, like, I, I know. know I, was this... shows, I was like, oh, so I was like, how, who's Jay White's going to yeah, take I was a like, I was like, I don't how? know how this tiebreaker thing is all going to work. Or who are they going to do like... lose to? He lost to Jay White? Or who did Moxley lose to? Uh, he lost to, oh, hold on. I can pull it up, actually. I'm trying to figure it because Swerve lost to Moxley. They all lost to each other. Okay, so then so then Swerve beat Jay White, Jay White beat Moxley. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Because that's how it's a three-way tie because right, right. no one has a tiebreaker over anybody. Right. Um, yeah, so the Gold League final with 12 points, we have... As uh, everybody in our fantasy football league bitches, as I can hear it now. Todd, they all were bitching. I was like, can we just calm it down, please? I go, it's $50. Just relax. Well, and not even that. I was, but I, was, I was trying to explain to everyone. I was like, Nobody I, was you, grasping the concept. And I well, was, I was like, like, it was like, I was like, why is, why is it head-to-head the tiebreaker? I was like, if you have four people yeah. and I beat three of them, mm-hmm. like, right. how, how, how does, does that... that how, do, how do you do tiebreakers like that? Yeah. And even if it was tiebreaker, because I was the last one in, I beat uh-huh. both of them anyway. Yeah. 
I'm so unfortunate I beat you too. I'm sorry. Oh my god, dude. That I was like, that DK Metcalf throw, I just I felt so bad. I was banking so hard. I was like, come on, Philly, and I watched and I went, Well, that sucks. Yeah. Oh well. It's that, okay. it lost by point five is rough. Yeah, it's all good. I shouldn't uh, have been in the playoffs anyway. My team was garbage. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. uh so yeah, twelve points, Moxley, Swerve, Jay White. On the other side, the blue this, league, we yeah. have Brian at ten and Eddie Kings at nine. I feel like this has to be a swerve. Overall victory. So I'm going to take Swerve and Brian. Okay. And it's going to go up against all my better judgment because Brian, again, losing another big match. But <laughs> I just don't think Brian can win it. I don't think I he think, can either. I think he's going to, I think he's like dead. Well, he's, so, going, to, he's going to Wrestle Kingdom. He's fighting Okada and yeah. Wrestle Kingdom and, and he's going to go away. away yeah. And then... I just, it has to be Swerve, right? So I don't think it has to be. There's no, let me put it this way. If it's Moxley, I'm going to throw a fit. Yeah. Like a legit fit. I think it's either got to be Jay White or Swerve. I'm kind of leaning Jay White. And the only reason yeah. I lean because Jay White is because I it so badly. Because I think Swerve can just like jump right into the main event picture. <laughs> Agreed. I think, I think it, Moxie I, actually takes the fall. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because right. I don't think you yeah. want to kill. Because Jay White, if Jay White takes the fall, you're just like, all right. So, yeah, you're so just he, can't, he can't win anything. He can't win anything. Yeah. Uh, and Swerve obviously is not going to take the fall. No. Obviously. Right. So I think, I think Mox could take the fall and just take it like a man. Yeah, he's he's so established at this point. He's yeah, their exactly. John Cena. He's, in some yeah, ways. he's he's fine. Yeah. So, but actually, because I think Swerve with his promo on Wednesday's Dynamite yeah. with mm-hmm. MJF, yeah, I think that's kind of where they're going. They might, be yeah, because he's that even way. say he's like, I could have done a better job as world champion. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, like okay. they're they really teasing Listen. each other. So if that's your Revolution main event. Yeah. Then I'm cool going, all right, Jay White wins this thing, and yeah. now him and Bullet Club yeah. Gold uh-huh. have. Yep, these I can see that. Things. I can and see honestly, that. Honestly, if Jay White's main eventing Ring of Honor show. Yeah, that's not Sounds bad. Good. Yeah, so. I, I I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't want to be Eddie Kingston. I don't care. I just don't. Um, yeah. if Brian won it, I wouldn't be mad. I would be like, okay, no. that's fine. If he told me his last seven months he was just doing crazy title defenses every right. other week exactly. or whatever, I'm yeah. not gonna hate either. So if but... it's Brian, I'm not gonna be upset either. I don't want to be Eddie Kingston. I think that's to be a terrible decision. I don't no. like him as World Ring of Honor champion, let alone this. Um, and I don't want it to be Moxley. Mm-hmm. I think anybody else out of the other three, I would be perfectly okay with. That's kind of why I was hoping it was going to be Andrade and Brian, because then it's like, okay, I've really got four out of five here that I could get behind. I'm going, oh, okay, sweet. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you know, I always knew, well, as soon as this thing was established, okay, so Moxley's going to be in, <laughs> in one I thought, of Yeah, Brian matches. and Moxley are yeah. going to be near like, the end. All right, you know. And I thought, like, Swerve after his Hangman match, I was like, he's probably going to be in there somewhere. Yeah. Jay White, I was not as sure. And Eddie Kingston, because he's putting all the titles up. I right, thought. I feel like you like, got like to get to the five semis. isn't as shocking. No. But I do think it's... Um, I wouldn't mind seeing... Kingston in the finals, so yeah. If you had Kingston and Jay White, and they were just beating the shit out of each other, because you know yeah. that's what the match is going to be. I just, I Kingston's style to me is just not a main event level style to me. I know, I like his promos are fine and everything, and he's a very emotional, hard on a sleeve type of dude. I yeah. get it, but like, I just, he just doesn't. I don't know. It's just not working for me yeah. in whatever reason. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I yeah. Don't know. I listen. I prefer Brian and. Jay yeah. White or Brian and, and uh, here's whoever, but and here's the thing, like, I'm too. fine with it. And maybe I'll too. feel different after Wednesday. Like if Kingston beats Brian, but they put on like a holy shit, you just went 20 minutes, and you know they're and you're just like holy to. shit. Then maybe I'll feel differently, you know, about it. Where it's like, oh, okay, like, all right. I, I, the the big thing that I want it to be, and that's why I'm a little nervous even about this triple threat, is you have to maintain, if not step up, the level of 
quality of match yeah. because we're in the semis now, right? So, and I think that's a hard... They've set the bar really high. They have. So I don't want them to be like, oh, shit, how do we top that, right? Because when you get to that finals, you want this to be a collision where you're like, oh, shit, that was awesome. Like, we've we've really determined a new champion here, right? Mm. Where this guy is, like, now a made man. Yeah. That's why I think it's either got to be Jay or Swerve because everybody else has something else that they've kind of accomplished here. Mm. And these two guys are the kind of, like, you know. Yeah, I in my I think perfect world for the next like three months mm-hmm. is Jay White pins Moxley again, mm-hmm. goes and faces Brian. Mm-hmm. They have like a thirty five minute war banger mm-hmm. where Jay White wins it. Yeah, and then you can do Jay White and Moxley right after because yeah. our Jay White pinned him twice. So you do yeah. kind of Blackpool Combat Club versus BV or yeah BC Gold BC yep. Gold, yep. and then Swerve because he didn't really take the fall. Right. He's just kind of like, damn, I didn't win. Right. And then he can jump into that world title picture. Yeah. And then you That'd get be... Swerve and MGF. Yeah, that's for sure. I'd be fine with that. Because if, if Swerve wins, then it's like, all right, that means that that like match for mm-hmm. the world title won't happen for like right. another six months probably. Yeah. And I kind of want that sooner rather than later. So. All right, let's talk about the last match, right? MGF, Samoa Joe for the world title. I, you know, I think MGF wins. I'd be... I, I can't would, imagine. I would actively be, like, in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. If Samoa Joe won, yeah. like to the point where I'd be like, it might be a really rough day for you that day if that happened. It would be because really Cowboys bad Lions day. play that day too. I, well, that day if we win the division, I don't care. No, whatever. Yeah. You're like, I'll be fine. But what weeks. if they don't and then they I lose know. to Dallas and then it's I like know. It's gonna be we're in week eighteen? And I know. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not kidding. But um, I'll be very upset, mm-hmm. low key, like to the point where I'd be like. I don't trust Tony Khan's decision-making. Because what's going to happen is that's going to main event, and we're going to come off of this big high of whatever matches before the Continental Classic, and you're going to be like, holy shit, that was awesome. And then I'm going to get that hot garbage, and then I'm going to be like, I don't know. This is why I can't can't fully believe in your vision, because Mm. we do stupid shit like this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh It's like, you're testing my patience, you know? It's like, you know. WWE is like, hey, what if we just give Big E the title? I go, why don't you just stab me in the face? Uh-huh. Terrible. Just terrible. Yeah. All the way so, through. yeah, MGF wins. Yeah. I think the real question is, do we get the devil reveal? I think you have to. I think you have to. Yeah, I do too. I think this story gets to the level, and obviously it's a lot quicker than Roman's thing, but I think you get to that level with timing where it's like, okay, you kind of missed the boat on it. Uh-huh. You have to hit it soon mm-hmm. because if you just hold this thing out for another four months, I think no one's going to care. I, Even if it is Adam Cole, I yeah. think people are going to be like, cool. Great. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to care at this point. And that's why it's like a moment. It's like, man, it really needs to be Cole. So at least we can finish this arc correctly and blah, 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 yeah. blah. What if it's somebody like Swerve? It can be. But like, I just like. The, the thing, and this is why I mentioned last yeah, last week or two yeah. weeks ago when we were kind of talking about it, yeah. is it's like. When you watch like a murder mystery movie, yeah. like I, I, it always feels weird when it's like if the person that's unmasked is someone that hasn't been a part of the story the whole oh, time. Oh yeah, agree. Because yep. then you go, yep. why? Like, yeah. what's why? the whole yeah, point? Exactly. Are we like, making this leap? Yeah, like why are we? Like you've been attacking this guy for five months for what? You couldn't just you, you've been on fire. You couldn't just ask. For you could just shot? ask for the match because yeah, right. you, be, you killed Hangman back to back matches. Like, right. like you, there's other ways to do it. Why do you have to be a masked guy and mm-hmm. and people think it's like I don't know why you would do all of. Is this. there anybody besides Cole that you can think of? that you personally would be, like, okay with it being? Well, here's... So, I would be, like, fine if it was Swerve, because if Swerve just goes into a title match, and then, like, I'd be totally okay with it. But it's, like... Or, like... But I just don't know who else 
I the would, only other person, honestly, that I think could do anything is if it was Tony himself. It could be. It's the only other thing I can think of, and and tell me if I'm wrong, but like everybody else that you can suggest, it's like, okay, that sucks, right? Like yeah. if it's Jack Perry, it's going to be a fart in church. If it's <laughs> Wardlow, nobody's going to care. If it's – there's not another person that I can immediately jump to it where I go, oh, boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think – I mean, I I thought it w- could be Tony like months ago. Yeah. And months ago, you were like, that would be stupid. And it would be stupid because I don't think Tony could handle it. I don't think he can either. Because, but it's the only other person I can think of to go, okay – because you've got this constant running thread of him saying he's going to leave and blah, 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 I blah. think, yeah, I think when you watch all the media calls and mm-hmm. everything, yeah. and every single time he goes, no, close your ears, Tony, because I'm going to talk about going to WWE. Right. I think I think you can make it, Tony. Exactly. If Tony could just be, like, a snail's edge better. Yeah. At, like, talking if in front of people. If he could blink on camera, that yeah. would be really like, because helpful. Because if, if he could do some kind of, like, it's me. Because you I have to it. carry it, right? Because to, yeah. when Vince did it with the corporation, Vince was the talker. Vince yeah. talked, and you had a whole bunch of dudes get his ass, get their ass kicked for him. But here's the problem with this, though, right? And this is the problem with the whole situation is, at some point, Tony has to get his ass kicked. Yeah. And I don't see that ever happening mm-hmm. because Tony's not an athlete. And I'm not. I'm not trying to like shit on Tony here. I just just look at him like he's yeah. just not. He's a businessman. Like that's that's what he does. Vince was jacked as shit. Mm -hmm. Still is, probably, to some extent, right? Like, Vince, at some point, got in the ring and got his ass kicked. Yeah. By the, like, to the umpteenth level of ass kicked. At some point, MJF has to beat up Tony Khan for this to work. Yeah. Right? I don't know how that ever works. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sold out. That's why I think it has. But I think at the end, like Bischoff never really got his ass kicked for the NWO. It Mm -hmm. it had been very. It wasn't the same thing. You know what I mean? Like. At some point, that guy has to pay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm not... I think it, like, has to be Cole yeah. for it to work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I just don't care. But then if it's Cole, everyone's also like, oh, we already knew that. It's, it, they're in a no-win situation. And that's and that's my same thing yeah. I brought last year with the Cody thing, yeah. is when Cody wins a whole oh, thing, please, for the love of God, <laughs> he wins at 40. But when he wins, I'm going to be like, everyone knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Because yeah. if he doesn't win at 39, he has to win at 40. <laughs> like... It's the Rock Cena thing yeah, where Punk it's like, wins the Rumble. Now it's him and Roman. I'm so no confused. confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I don't like it when it's super predictable to okay. that sense nope. where it's like, all right, so it's Cole and who? Like they're trying to add names to the fire. It's just like you're so late into the story. We're adding Swerve last week. Is not going to be like, oh, it could be Swerve now. Yeah, it's definitely not Swerve. Now. Yeah, I, yeah, it's I don't. If know. it's and if it is Swerve, it's like, so why was he in the story for the last four months? Yes, the thing. It's like, who is it going to be? Is like, is it Don Callis? Is it like I don't know who he screwed over enough to make it worth this thing to where you go? I don't get why you hate him so much. Like, yeah, it has to be somebody connected. You, you hate him enough to secretly take yeah, his mask and have set like up fifty whole goons. Plan. Did yeah. you see how many goons there were yeah. on this past time? There were like fifty of them. I was like. You have like aces and eights level of goons out there, and oh, I was God, like, "Let's not do that storyline <laughs> again." I'm good, thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know who hates. I mean, MJF does have a rose gallery of people that probably do hate him yeah. for his heel work, mm-hmm. but it's like who's hates him enough to lead this caveat of people? Triple H, it's Triple H. I'm calling it now. It's Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> he sides with AEW. Exactly. 
Paul Levesque is now on. Paul Elite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, though. Looking forward to the show next week. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking. We might talk some lines, depending on how the results of the Sunday game goes. <laughs> um, we may be talking. Um, you know, we'll, we'll probably hit on the college football just a little bit more as well. And we'll obviously, yeah. you know. We'll have our seasonal Wrestle Kingdom talk. Yep. And then everyone goes, we don't care. And yeah. I go, but I care. Yeah, but it'll be a fun show. It should be good. It should be all right. Oh, Tanahashi's new president of New Japan. Yeah. See that, by the way? Yeah. Eh, eh, uh-huh, eh, eh, uh-huh. He's going to eh. make New Japan great again. Sure. Let's do that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Will Ospreay, you got all you already have in Resign. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, all who right. can we give the world title to? Sonata? Yeah. Sonata's been champ. Sonata's been champ for a hot this minute. Since April. Yeah, that's 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 a long <laughs> he's time. He's had two title defenses. One against Evil. And one against Toya... Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, that yeah. At, at sure, sure. Yeah, it's gone good. All right, that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merkel, so I'm Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great Christmas holiday season, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.